Welcome world to Telling Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about cash flow automation. This is a very fun topic for me. Well, most of them are. I guess I wouldn't be doing podcasts otherwise, but I really enjoy this one because it helps you just kind of put a system in place and let you just kind of reap the rewards as you go along. Today we're talking about cash flow automation, setting up systems to meet your financial goals that once set up require little involvement. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. You put in a little bit of effort up front and then you reap the benefits going forward. And I'm going to tell you today how simple it can be. So for this, we're going to be establishing systems that take the emotion out of financial planning. We don't have to think about this. We don't have to think about it going forward. We don't have to think about that painful, hey, let me set some money aside for this. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to establish systems to make that automated. So you don't have to think about it. And then you'll just let things flow. We're also going to establish financial goals in our spending plan. I know. I I hear what you're saying. I don't even like doing the spending plan. Yeah, we need some goals too, though. And if we establish those goals, we'll know if we're hitting the mark or not. Next, we're going to review results on a regular basis. So you got to kind of you got to monitor what you're doing. In order to manage it, you're going to have to look at it once in a while. In some cases, I do it on a by payday by payday basis. I pay bills once or twice a month, you know, usually twice a month, and then I kind of review my overall net worth on a monthly basis. So, we're going to automate some of that. And when you do that, you're going to find that you're spending less money thinking about money, and it's really going to benefit you going forward. And then of course, as we see anomalies come up, we're going to tweak those as new information arises and we're going to continue to improve our system. This is not something we're going to set in stone. We are going to automate it as much as possible, but we still need to go out there and take a look every once in a while just to make sure that the system is is benefiting us, right? I mean, that's who we ultimately want to benefit is ourselves. So we need to make sure we need to take some steps to make sure that that's going on. So here's what we're going to do. First and foremost, we're going to pay ourselves first. Now, I know what you're saying. You know, you've already told me to do that. That's savings. Yes, I am telling you that. Now, I'm going to show you some ways to do it without even having to think about it anymore. So, we're going to change our direct deposit to divert money to our goals account first. So, if you're going to pay yourself first, why not just take it off the top? I know if you go to your payroll department in most places, you have the opportunity to put all your money into one account, right? Your payday goes in. It's called direct deposit. You just put it in your account. I'm suggesting that you open another account can be at the same institution, but preferably it's going to be at a different institution where you're going to have an extra savings or an emergency fund or anything that your goals say it needs to be. And you're going to put X amount of money or you're going to put a set amount towards that to go into that account. And then once you've done that, let the rest of it go somewhere else, right? So you do, you you want to, and you don't even see this, right? Because if you're just using your regular checking account, this money is going to be taken off the top. So let's talk more about that. So we're going to divert pay raises and bonuses to goals account. So if you know that you're going to get an annual raise, hopefully you get an annual raise, maybe even just cost of living, maybe take a little piece of that, maybe 1%, depending on how much it is, and divert that. So keep improving that number. You're going to have to do this once a year. Yes, you're going to have to think about it once a year. But once you think about that once, you're not going to have to think about it anymore. So do yourself a favor, do that. How about bonuses? Bonuses can be a little bit more tricky depending on how often you get them. You need to be a little bit more disciplined here and just say, hey, I'm going to put all that bonus in this way. 
Some people like to take half their bonuses and blow it and have a buy a pony or do something else, and that's fine too. But take some of your bonus, make sure your emergency fund is where it needs to be, and then have some fun with it. But make sure that you put some of it away, and that's the discipline part. It's a little less automated, but you know, this is free money. This is money we're not budgeting. Oh, I'm sorry, I used the B word. My bad. This is not part of our spending plan anyway. Anything that's truly a bonus, we have not considered. And so we should enjoy some of it, just like mad money, or and, and then the rest we should put away for something else if our emergency fund's not done. Now, if you have all your other boxes checked, by all means, go have fun with that. Buy a car, whatever you need to do. I don't know how big your bonuses are. Mine aren't big enough to buy a car. Oh, wait, I don't get bonuses. Anyway, the next thing we want to do is create a spreadsheet to fund your spending plan categories. So this goes back to the goal. If you have your spending plan, maybe use part of that spreadsheet to talk about what your goals are in the future. If you're trying to save for a house or a car or college or anything else, make sure you're diverting enough money to that to be able to do it. So every time that you get paid, a certain portion of your income should be dedicated to these other categories that are meeting your financial goals, whether it's to become financially independent or like I said, college or higher education for a child or yourself, buying a vehicle, buying a home, whatever it is for you, make sure that you're diverting part of your funds for that. That's another way to automate. So set up bills to be paid with credit card. What do I mean by that? So some people don't like to do this. Some people use their bank account. I hate using my bank account because every anytime I want to change a bank account or if I need to close a bank account for whatever reason, identity theft is a thing, then I don't want to be able to change it you know, to something else. So maybe set it up with a credit card. This is where you make sure you're not late. Let them draw against the credit card. You'll still need to put in those amounts into your spending plan to make sure that you're paying the correct amount. But you don't have to worry about sending in a check or making sure you pay it on time or show up to the water company to pay that bill on time. Just use your credit card and go. Now, if there's a service charge for it, and I do have a couple that do have service charge, then you may want to consider your institution's bill pay scenario. Set that up so that when you go in on your first and 15th or your every two weeks or whatever your payday is, you go in there and you physically kind of pay your bills that way. Otherwise, let it just go to a credit card. I mean, that's the most automated way I know how to do it. You just have to set aside time once or twice a month to make sure that you're being charged properly for it. So... And, and dedicate, you know, maybe probably a max. I think I heard a podcast the other day that says you want probably three credit cards. So you may probably want a MasterCard, a Visa, and then a debit card of some sort. And if you have a business, maybe you have a, one additional card. But I would stay away, you know, I kind of talked about this earlier. Maybe stay away from store credit cards. Maybe just stay with generic, you know, not generic, but I mean, ones that have rewards, like a cashback reward system or travel, if you like to do a lot of traveling. But I digress. Simplify your credit cards. Make sure that you get you get rid of those department store cards and that you're only using a finite amount. So, you know, you want to make sure that you cover the different gamuts. And if one does get compromised for whatever reason, that you can quickly go in and change those. Now, on my spending plan, I do have a list of items that do get charged to each credit card. So in the event that I do have to replace one, if there is an identity theft situation, then I can easily go through, check the list, go to those sites, switch the credit card, because I have more than one, and make sure that I don't miss a beat or you know get a service cut off in the meantime. So make sure you do that. you know, And use your debit card only 
to get cash or something like that, but be careful about using your debit card. If you go into some shady places and use it, it could get scammed. And when your when your debit card gets compromised, it's a whole nother ball of wax, right? Because they have access to your entire account. It can be really ugly. Banks are really like, hey, you sure you didn't spend this money? So believe you me, you don't want to do it. Where credit cards seem to be a little bit more forgiving in that regard, right? So they, they are on the lookout for fraud and they can help you. I've had several times, I, unfortunately I've had several times where someone calls me up and says, hey, are you here making this purchase? And I'll be like, no. And they'll be like, do you have your card? And I go, yes. And you know, they made a copy of my card on the dark web or something else. Scary, scary stuff. Maybe I should do a whole episode on identity theft. But to guard yourself from that, make sure that you've got a couple different options. So in the event that you do need to suspend a card, if they need to send you a new card, that you can easily move your accounts over to something else and make sure that that's going to be okay, right? And make sure those credit cards are working for you. And this might be another episode that I need to work on. Make sure your cards are working for you. You should not be just giving someone free credit, you know, or they shouldn't be giving you free credit and then you're having to pay an annual fee for it. No, make sure that you're getting a cash reward or points or travel rewards or something. Make sure you're getting something that's going to benefit your lifestyle, again, and your spending goals that's going to help you out. So, and then you have to be disciplined, right? You have to, when, when simplifying your credit cards, if you only have three of them to think about, then it should be much easier for you to just know when to pay them off, right? So make sure you do that. Take the extra step on the 1st and the 15th or pick a day during the month where you go into your bill pay and you say, you know what, here's all the money. I don't want to pay any interest on it. So be that guy, be our gal. You want to be the person that uses all the credit, gets the rewards from the credit, but you don't pay any interest on it. That's what I That's what I want for you. I hope you want that for yourself. I think that's the way to win at this game. Just make sure you pay off every credit card every month, if you can. I mean, otherwise, I know things happen, but that's what our emergency fund is for, and definitely check out that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about, about an emergency fund. And then what debt you do have, make sure you snowball it. And we've talked about this a little bit with credit and debt, but make sure that you're paying off the smallest amount first. You know, this is the my preferred method. That way you get a sense of a win and take all of that money and go pay on the next thing. Make sure you're paying it off. That's the snowball effect. So take your smallest, pay it off, take all that money plus what you were paying before, pay everything else off, pay the minimum on everything else. And then once you get things paid off, make sure you pay them off every time they come up. Every month you need to be paying off your credit cards. Make sure you're not living ahead of yourself you're not living on future monies that you may or may not get. Who knows? You may lose your job. You may lose your health. You may not be able to work anymore. Don't put yourself in a bad situation. Make sure you got that emergency fund in place and keep going. So to recap, cash flow automation takes emotions out of establishing financial independence, right? So doing these, taking these little steps, making sure you're paying yourself first, automating it as much as possible so you don't even feel it. You don't even see it. You only work with things you see. And then you revisit them from time to time. Maybe you don't have the perfect system right away and you start to tweak them. And that's not a problem. I mean, that's what this is all about. We're all about learning new things. That's what this podcast is about. And hopefully you're you're going on that journey as well. Take time to establish a plan. You already have a spending plan. Maybe it's in a spreadsheet. Maybe it's in something else. But make sure you're putting aside little amounts of money to help you achieve your financial goals going forward. Money should be working for you, not the other way around. I mean, I know in the beginning we do have to work for money, but if we put our thoughts on paper 
and then we start to follow those formulas, I think you're going to find that money is not as hard as maybe is what we, we thought it was to begin with. If you take nothing else away from this episode, please pay yourself first. And the way you do that is you start hiding money from yourself. And the way you hide money from yourself is if you have a job that has, you know, a deposit, you know, a direct deposit, then make sure that you divide up, spend some time with your payroll, say, hey, I'm looking to hide some money for myself. They may look at you kind of strange, but you, I want to put money in this account first and then everything else can go in this other account, which would be your checking account that you pay all your bills and stuff going forward. So hide money from yourself. There's nothing wrong with this. Put it in an emergency fund. Make sure you're meeting your financial goals going forward. And then monitor the progress. You know, you need to spend probably a couple times a month, you know, maybe spend a total of an hour or two to review your stuff that make sure you're meeting your goals on your spending plan to make sure that you are on your way to becoming financially independent. And then if you do have any debt, please snowball your debt. Make sure that you're paying the smallest amount and you're maximizing as much, pay the, the minimum on everything else till you get rid of that debt. And then finally, once you are financially independent, pay off those credit cards every month. You'll thank me later, right? Because you'll have extra money or your emergency fund will be in place. When life happens and life will happen, you will have the means to at least meet it. And if you don't, then you still have your credit cards, but hopefully you don't, it, it doesn't come to that. You know, hopefully you have insurance and other things that are in place. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about automating money? What did I forget about? Tell me ways that I could automate my money that I didn't, that I missed perhaps. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Sean Townley. And LinkedIn at Sean Townley, that's S-H-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-L-E-Y. And check out my website, seantownley.com. Until next time.